Hi guys, thanks for tuning this episode of the Keegan Times. We have an awesome guest on this episode. We have Eleanor Mosh. Eleanor is an ambitious and driven leader and dedicated mentor in the construction industry. Her passion to guide, inspire, and direct future leaders and industry professionals to construct their career lead and it found her to the successful platform platform, sorry, the, as a construction coach. Eleanor is also the host of the successful podcast Constructing You. As a number one best-selling author, Eleanor's book, Constructing Your Career is One of Its Kind, for people who want inspirational, practical action and unconventional career intelligence to construct their career. Eleanor has been featured in Yahoo Finance, Australian National Construction Review, Property Council of Australia's Top 500 Women in Property Program 2019, Top 100 Women in Construction, and is, fre- is frequently a speaker, guest, lecturer and panellist. Uh, welcome and thanks for coming on my podcast. My pleasure. It's great to be on the other side of the microphone. Yeah, I can imagine. How are you, how's it all going where you are? What's been happening? It's excellent. And, you know, it's one of those years where you get to start experiencing more of the foundations and the runway that are really laid for everything that I want to be doing last year. So I'm absolutely excellent. And I love that I get to do what I do. It's amazing. How have you, how's life been since the pandemic hit last year? How's, how, yeah, how's that been? Brilliant, because, you know, there are two types of people in this world, those that choose to be a victim and they may not choose, they're not even conscious to the fact that they are, but they play on that victim mentality and think that, you know, this is happening for me and because of things that are external to me, I'm not able to achieve what I want. But then you have the other type of person who takes extreme ownership and total responsibility for everything that does show up into their life. That's empowering when regardless of what circumstances are happening around you, you are still very much influencing and controlling your reality to as best as we can. Of course, there are things that do happen, but if you could be in control of your reality 80% of the time versus 20% of the time, well, that is already a much better quality of life. So, you know, the pandemic 2020 was one of my best years. I launched my podcast. I wrote my number one best-selling book. I started, you know, really doing business as to what I wanted to be doing. It was brilliant. And since everything that was going on, I was a little bit sad to see it go. Yeah, right. That's that's amazing, and I can definitely relate to that as well. So I started my podca- podcast last year, and we were in lockdown, and I really utilized that time as well. So I can completely relate to you on that. All right, let's just jump straight into straight into it for the listeners. Tell me about your story and how it's all begun for you. I got to a point in time in my own career when I felt completely unfulfilled. It looked like I did have success externally, but when I actually looked at my own career, I felt absolutely lost and diminished. I was meek. I dulled myself down completely and I got rid of my power by giving so much agency to other people around me. And I remember starkly getting up to another day in the job, another day, another day, another day, and thinking, is this it? This can't be it. So it was that realization teamed with going down an introspection, a very deep introspection of figuring out my vision and trying to conceive my vision of what it is that I truly wanted. And 
stopping, you know, stop doing exactly what I just said before, thinking that other people are going to construct this exemplary career for me. No one was going to do it for me. So it was that day that I took full ownership and said, right, I'm going to do something about it. A lot of things were happening in parallel. I had the idea of the construction coach, but I didn't know what it would be. I knew that it would be the vehicle that would get me to the next level of my career. And I didn't know exactly how my vision would come about, but through divine intervention, I met my now mentor, Ron Melhotra, and I was so fortunate that I got to I got to meet him because he showed me the third way of having a career. You can be a traditional professional, you can be a traditional entrepreneur, or you can be a thought leader. And going down the thought leadership path, which is what I have been doing for nearly two years now, has just opened up a whole world of opportunity. And I can safely say, I look back on that person who was lost and didn't know what the future would hold. And I can very much look back and say, I don't recognize her anymore. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's just amazing. Um, and what about previously to that, growing up? Uh, Where did you grow up? What was life like then? I grew up and still am an only child. So I was always meant to be a thought leader. It makes sense now because a thought leader is someone who, you know, we do have to spend a lot of time with ourselves because our thoughts are our business. And in order to spend time with your thoughts, you actually have to be really good at spending a lot of time with yourself. So for me, growing up as an only child with you know, parents that are that little bit older, I was always in my books. I was always the quiet, introverted, shy, very studious, nerdy kid who hated sport. I would always spend so much time with myself and I would always, I would love writing. I would love creating. I was, I would draw, I would read. I would always be doing something. I would always be generating something for me to work with. And I was recognized and expressed gratitude to my parents who gave me that space and gave me so much opportunity to, to just be me. They never stood in the way of any ambition. And albeit, of course, some things were met with friction, but they always saw that I, you know, who I am, how headstrong I am. So, you know, touch wood, I had a wonderful, an absolutely wonderful and privileged childhood. And I know that, you know, such a small percentage of the world gets to experience coming from a home like this. Awesome. All right. Tell me about um, the construction industry. How did, how did that transpire? How did you get into that niche and that professionalism of the construction industry? I was, you know, as I was saying beforehand, I was a creative. So as high school progressed, I found myself in graphic design subjects and art subjects. And I thought, well, I need to make a career out of this because that is a responsible and adult thing to do. So I'm going to go and try my hand at architecture. And I did that. It was an absolute slog. And I never took joy in the design process. I am creative, but not in that typical sense. I actually got a lot of frustration from that process. And at the end of the degree, I made a decision based on the conventional intelligence that I had at the time, and that was to go pursue further education. So I looked at the prospectus and thought, well, you know, urban's not for me. I don't want to do architecture. I don't want to do this, 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 and this. Hey, there's actually a whole industry called construction, and it's one that 
really answers my type of queries as to how something is built because a big part of you know the frustration in architecture was that the people who did really really well were those who had ideas that were out of this world but they would never be built they couldn't be funded they structurally were not sound and I really wanted to know how how does glass get up there so I found my way into construction and it was everything at once and I was just left with more and more questions and I started working in the industry and loved that sense of delivery and working on projects and being part of the fabric of the built environment. But that wasn't all that I was obviously meant to do in the industry. Right. Wow. Awesome. Um, tell me about the book. Talk to me about that. The book came probably around a year and a little bit into my thought leadership journey and to see and still hold my book, it's called Constructing Your Career with the subtitle, The 12 Foundational Stages on the Greatest Project That You Will Ever Get to Work On, which of course, spoiler alert, is you, is the summation and extension of my philosophy and my experiences in the construction industry for over seven years. And I wrote this book to be the mentor, the friend and the guide that I needed for a really long time in my career, even though I had a mentor at the time and I outgrew that mentor, there were still gaps in how that mentoring relationship actually transpired because it didn't start from the inside out. It started on, you know, this is a box and you have to fit into that box and these are all the consecutive steps that you need to take in order to achieve what you want. And I have never been one to follow the herd nor to fit in the box standing out as my absolute prerogative. So I wrote the book because there are so many people in the industry who are either starting off in the industry or progressing through their career and A, they're relying on conventional career intelligence to get them exemplary outcomes, which simply doesn't work. People are also forgetting and do not have the appreciation that success starts from the inside out. It needs to be holistic. But what I've also done is piece together, you know, this is how you build a building. You start from the design stage to the foundations all the way to the facade, and then you hand it over. And then I've related that into the ways and the stages in which you then build your career. Because if you have any missing element, you don't have a building that is whole at the same, in the same merit that you simply do not have a career that is whole. Excellent. Um, and talk to me about your podcast. How's that going? And yeah, what made you want to do the podcast? Again, it was a little bit later into my, not later, a few months into my thought leadership journey. And one thing that I really stepped into was my speaking. And I love speaking. If there's something that I could do for free, it's, it's speak. Give me a microphone any day at any time. I am available for that. And, you know, my speaking developed, my message developed. And, I looked into the construction industry and at the time there were simply no podcasts available that had the concept that I had and I'll talk to that. But there were some podcasts, or four to six at the time, I have a spreadsheet, some were irrelevant, but all had that technical approach, that conventional, this is the status of the industry, this is what's happening, this is how you progress stage to stage. But 
what I wanted to capture was the people behind the project. Because when you look at the built environment, there's a tendency to look at a building and say, who built this? And you get the name of a company. But who are the people? Who are the people who had the vision to actually bring these projects to life? So that's why my podcast, Constructing You, shares the stories of the exemplary leaders and industry titans behind the projects, but not just as to what they've done, but who they are and who they had to become to achieve what they have, because first you become and then you achieve. And it is my duty as an industry leader to actually show people what's possible in their career, because especially in construction, when people come up through very conventional routes, they only get shown a very small and narrow framework as to what is possible. And that's being a project manager. And there's a common misconception that's a be all and end all. But it's certainly not the case in industry. So by sharing the successful journeys of others, I show people what's possible when they first you know, anything from their belief system, anything from changing their paradigms, we go really deep into the person. And fortunately, I did launch the podcast on the first week of lockdown here in Melbourne. So people did not have much to do except revert to to audio form. And I'm very grateful and humbled that the podcast has a year over just ticked over 52,000 downloads across many different countries across the world. And I've been able to share the value of some absolutely exemplary leaders and pioneers and brilliant entrepreneurs in the construction and property industry. Congratulations on that. And yeah, that's a, that's an amazing story. Well done. Thank you. Um, what inspires you daily? There's a few factors. First of all, you wouldn't do, you know, go to the extent how we're trying to serve if you're legitimately not passionate about solving a problem for the industry and knowing that there is a better future available for the construction industry. And it is my duty to bring that future a lot closer than what it actually is. So it's, it's a mission-driven type of passion. It's also, you know, what I have is a very high sensitivity to time. We don't get another test run. We didn't get another run at this. This is the final show. And I know people say that, but people have such a superficial appreciation for that because they are continuously so lax with their time. I get one chance at this and it is my duty to be all of who I am, to get as close as I can to my own potential and to deliver as much value to the world so I can leave an impact because when I'm gone, I don't want to be forgotten in one or two generations. I want to be remembered for a very long time beyond this lifetime. So I'm very much driven by my core values and making sure that I'm living in alignment to that. That's superb. What, what are your interests and hobbies aside from what you're doing now? Do you have any other passions or any hobbies? What do you like to do on any of the downtime? Clearly you're quite busy, but yeah, what do you like to do on any spare time you have? In, you know, one thing that I now get to do, I love catching up when I can in person with my mentors. They're people that when I get to see in person, I am left ultra energized and I just want to go and take over the world. I love that, you know, we get, I get to meet them in person. My or not meet them in person, but COVID didn't allow that comparatively. I spend a lot of time by myself as well. I love and appreciate my own company. And for me to 
want to be around other people, that company has to be better than mine. I spend a lot of time with my own thoughts, creating, planning, thinking, journaling. I I absolutely love that. I love feeding into my mind. I read, I listen to audiobooks. And of course, I love spending time with, with my family. It's quality time over quantity. And, you know, it's very easy to just sometimes let that go by and, and take that a bit for granted. But I certainly try and do that. And of course, between all that, if there is any time available, then then there might be a social, a social aspect to that. But I've never been one to be consumed with casual hangouts or anything like that. So I do what actually feeds my mind and my soul and my heart first. Marvelous. What does the future look like for Eleanor? Brilliant and vibrant. <laughs> and exciting and for the fulfillment of opportunities and the realization of my own vision in reality and it is filled with the exact same thing for my clients i love achieve ambition and achievement is my first language but i want to see people win and the you know the future is going to just it's exciting i've been looking forward to the roaring 20s my whole life because Everything that I've done in my 20s was the runway into the decade of the 20s. And I know it's going to be the realization of many dreams and above all impacting as many people as I can on this journey. Extraordinary. If you were 18 again and you could change anything and you had time over again, what would you change? I'm sure you get this answer a lot in that people say, well, I wouldn't change anything because then I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah, I've heard that. I would, <laughs> yeah, but I would not be impacted by what other people think. And for a very long time, I was. I held other people's regards much higher than mine. And I would not dull myself down and not shrink because of what other people think and what other people will say. So I would tell 18 year old self, I would tell my 18 year old self that. You are headstrong. You know very well what you're doing. Block out everything and move with the conviction and confidence that is already in you. You cannot actually lose. Amazing. Eleanor, thank you for coming on my podcast. It's been great. Um, you're on an amazing trajectory in life. and Yeah, it's been amazing hearing everything that you're doing and you're doing into the future. Do nothing but all the success. Thank you very much for the power conversation. Welcome.